0: Thanks to Slack for supporting The Productivity Show. Slack is a collaboration hub for work that makes sure the right people on your team are always in the loop and key information is always at their fingertips. Learn more at slack.com. Welcome to The Productivity Show, the Asian efficiency podcast dedicated to helping you make the most of your time, attention, energy, and focus. Today I'm joined by Leo and Harry, creators of the iOS app Sorted, to talk about their unique approach to task management. We dive deep on the topic of scheduling your tasks and unpack why they believe it's so important if you really want to be productive. We discuss how this intentional approach towards organizing your day led to the development of Sorted, which was recently featured by Apple in the iOS App Store. And they share their tips for working productively as a small team as well as give some great advice for not only aspiring developers, but anyone with a crazy big goal that they want to achieve. You can find links to everything that we share in the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com 216. And now, on with the show. Hey everyone, this is Mike Schmitz. Welcome back to The Productivity Show. With me today, I have two very special guests. Harry M. Welcome, Harry. Hi, this is Harry. Um, Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And Leo Tamwatana. Welcome, Leo. Hi. And you guys are on here because you recently released a major update to one of your apps, which has a very interesting take to task management. So I thought that this was perfect to be discussed on the productivity show. The app is called Sorted and we'll have links to everything that we discuss in the show notes. Uh, But also of interest here, and really what brought this to my attention is the fact that Harry is an Asian Efficiency Dojo member. So uh, it's really cool to see Dojo members doing awesome things, and I wanted to get you guys on here to kind of showcase, what, what, in my opinion, what is a a very good app, and it's a little bit different take on on productivity than the uh, the standard stuff that you see. So. Uh, maybe let's let's start there. Let's talk about the app itself, and I'll let you guys kind of introduce it. You know, what's the story behind Sorted? How did how did it start? I was working at uh, Louis Vuitton
1: as an in-house consultant at the time, and uh, so I had to juggle a lot of um, different requests coming in from cross departments, coming in from Paris, and then coming in from all the Asia Pacific stores that we had, and so I had a tough time kind of juggling all these different requests and tasks and and projects and i've tried a lot of uh different apps out there and eventually what really worked was uh this really tiny app called alarms it was a mac app it allowed a timeline to appear at the very top of the screen and i could drag a little notes and kind of plan out my day really quickly and adjust if needed so i was in heaven for a while until one of the macOS updates came along, and they had to discontinue alarms. After that, I kept my MacBook for about two years without updating macOS. Uh, but eventually, I had to buy a new one, and I lost alarms. And that's when the ideas behind Sorted uh, came about. The iPhone was out, and I really wanted something similar to alarms for, to work on my iPhone. And I built the industrial version of Sorted as... Um, As for personal use.
0: Okay. So Leo, it sounds like you were the the one who had this itch that you needed to scratch. Then how did you meet Harry and how did you guys end up starting to work together? So uh,
1: after I worked at Louis Vuitton for about four years, uh, I decided to move on. And one of the things I did was uh, go and teach at General Assembly. And that's where I met uh, Harry and we both uh, co-taught various classes together
2: yeah that was uh, like uh, which year 2014 and that was the time that uh, we taught class uh, together and um we find it's uh quite good to work together we uh, continue to work on some other uh start projects uh, and uh eventually it um came along to build something cool and um we went back and see what ideas resonate the most. And seems like an early version of Sorted could be a good idea. And that kind of uh, kick-started the process.
0: OK, what was the, the class that you ended up teaching together?
2: Oh, it was a web development class, which is more like a full-time course, three-month uh, full-time course. That uh, some people, because we uh, taught the class in Hong Kong, some people would even uh, fly all the way to Hong Kong, uh, stay here for three months and um, take the class to learn from zero to the level that they can uh, work in a company as a software engineer or software developer.
0: Okay. So kind of at the, the heart of it, you I mean, it's not like one of you is tech savvy and one of you is the, the salesperson, kind of like the, the Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak uh, approach. You kind of both know some code, it sounds like.
2: Yeah, it is.
0: Gotcha. All right. So uh, what were some of the you mentioned in the we were talking a little bit before and you had put some notes in the, the document and it sounds like you know you were working on some other projects together. what were what were some of those and, and how did you end up uh, working on on sorted together? So, so we were working at a startup studio and so we juggled a lot of,
1: uh, we tried a lot of different project ideas, some regarding uh, story writing, some apps uh, helping with uh, to do with music and kind of helping people find the music that they like. And so another one was this kind of hybrid between calendars and, and chat. So that didn't really get very far beyond the idea stage. While I was working on those projects, um, Swift came along and I decided to rewrite Sorted for myself using Swift as a way to learn Swift again. And at that time, Harry was quite um, interested to learn Swift as well. And so we were actually in San Francisco for TechCrunch Disrupt uh, during that period of time. And uh, we, since we're kind of staying at the same hotel together, we decided, okay, let's learn Swift together. And then uh, I'm going to start building Sorted. And then uh, he kind of got semi-involved. And then he uh, started using Sorted himself and really liked it. And then we started, you know, from there developing the idea further.
0: Okay. Now, one of the key ideas, which I think maybe makes sense to, to talk about now, because you had mentioned, you know, this was something that you started developing on your own, Leo, to scratch an itch while you were working at Louis Vuitton, which we're going to have to tell Tan about that. He's going to be pretty excited. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then uh, you were talking to other people and reading what other people were saying about the benefits of scheduling. And that kind of worked its way into your application. And I think uh, we should maybe talk a little bit about what sort it is, what it does. And even before that, maybe a little bit uh, step back a little bit and talk about the, the philosophical level to task management which you guys have, which is a little bit different. Sure, sounds good. So it, it took us a while to kind of narrow down
1: and and decide how to kind of package this uh, this idea. And I think the simplest is to describe it as it is. It's basically, we're a very scheduled focus uh, task manager. So from a lot of experimentation, we know that we know that to-do lists have an issue. Uh, they tend to grow and grow and grow and become kind of overwhelming and almost a little bit depressing to, to open up once in a while. So that was one of the issues. Another was uh, because I was getting all these calls uh, every day uh, at work at Louis Vuitton, I really felt the pressure of, OK, what should I be working on next? What should I focus on? How much time should I allocate to this task? There's now a meeting coming in asking me to join should I take it or not? what do I have to leave behind if I do take that meeting right and so so there were all these questions that I had, but a to- do list couldn't really help me make those decisions so eventually with the alarms app uh, what I learned was that okay when I have a timeline it's much easier for me to to uh decide what i what I'm giving up if I have to uh go to that meeting? Or what are the trade-offs if I extend what I'm working on right now for another 30 minutes? And so from there, this uh, idea kind of started evolving. And, and then I started reading more art, uh, literature regarding scheduling and how, well, time is actually a very important part of any productivity tool or statement, right? You can only have productivity by saying, uh, this is what I accomplish out of, you know, a set period of time. And so, yeah, so that's that's where kind of the, the idea came from. And, and it's the, the core of what Sword is about is to allow you to schedule your tasks and your events and your notes together really quickly without, you know, spending too much time and and get on with your day and just try to get as much done as possible.
0: I like that. And it's very in line with something that We've been working on internally at Asian Efficiency. I presented it in the, the presentation that we did not too long ago. Uh, and we're going to be creating some blog posts and podcasts on this uh, topic as well. But we've, we've identified kind of three pillars of productivity, time, energy, and attention. And time is kind of the, the most basic level for a lot of people. Like you may have the time to work on something, but you don't have the, the energy. Or maybe you have the time and the energy, but you can't maintain your focus mm-hmm. in order to get things done. And I do think that there is a lot of value to slotting in the, the times that you're going to work on things, especially for the things that are, are really important. So I really like this idea. And you have a feature in here called auto schedule. Do you want to explain how that works? So
1: um, our schedule is shown as a list based kind of uh, a column as opposed to a traditional calendar where things are spaced apart based on uh, their timing. So, what you do is you just um, reorder your your tasks uh, into roughly the order you want to do it in you could set the duration for each task and you uh, and then you just tap two buttons trigger auto schedule it'll ask you a few questions like when do you want to start auto scheduling from should I add any buffer between tasks to give you kind of breathing room and what should we, if you don't, if you have some tasks that don't have a duration set, what should we assume it as? And then it'll try to slot your uh, tasks into your schedules uh, as much as possible, so around your existing events and uh, something we call locked tasks. So uh, some tasks that are very time specific. It'll just try to slot everything else in between.
0: Cool. So it kind of sounds like the, you know, OmniFocus Three is is coming up for the Mac as we record this shortly. And there's a lot of talk about their integrated timeline where you've got your calendar events and then your tasks kind of fall in between there. And it sounds like your approach kind of is similar, although with a with a swipe and a tap, you can actually have sorted, plan your day for you for the things that don't have a specific time associated with them. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay, cool. Uh, do you guys use this yourself when you go about your workday? Uh, yes, I do all the time. <laughs> I figured... So Harry, you, you've been you've been a, a little more quiet. I, I'm I'm curious. Could you maybe speak to how you implement this and maybe some of the benefits that you see from from going about your day like this? Maybe you know a before and after sort of thing.
2: So like many others, before using Sorted, uh, myself, I have been looking for a task manager. So I tried many of the apps out on uh, out in the store, and. Um, whether is something like a web-based cross-platform, or is something like a standalone app, they mostly use a list-based approach, and I try to follow the tips and tricks uh, around the web to add in uh, those tasks. The major problem I have always um, struggled with is um, some of the lists just get too long and I cannot stay with it uh, for such a long time. And I keep, I kept switching to other apps to try out. And until I uh, started using Sorted, I finally find the app that I can stick with for a longer period of time. Nowadays with um, like the several iterations, Uh, we have uh, improved a lot on the experience and the feature set but generally uh, the rule of thumb for every day uh, plan starts from uh, the day before so let's say at night of every day I will look at my schedule tomorrow see what I'm going to do what I plan to do tomorrow and then put together in a list and then it goes to the other day in the morning I will look at the list again and uh, start scheduling them. Say um, using auto schedule, I can start my work day uh, at nine, and then uh, let's say one hour per task, or nearly one hour, uh, say 55 minutes, and then I can have a five minute buffer uh, in between tasks, and then I just let auto schedule to run for my day. And it comes out with a um, rough plan, then it is time for me to um, fine tune a little bit. Uh, Say one of the tasks uh, may need more time, two hours. Then I can simply set the duration for that task and then select the rest of the tasks behind and then shift them all together. So this is one really important thing because I don't want to go to each of the tasks and then like calendar app, go into one, change the day using the picker, blah, 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 and then save, go back out, and then go to the other desk that, <laughs> uh, The tasks and do the all again. We can uh, just simply select all of them, and we have a signature timeline showing up. Just shift the timeline, and all the tasks um, behind can be like shift one hour or more, things like that. So mm-hmm. this is like the main scheduling schedule. Uh, I mean the plan uh, of every day.
1: So uh, maybe I can jump in as well. So, what I use auto schedule for uh, a lot is one, the night before, quickly plan uh, my next day. So, basically, reorder, drag and drop, reorder my tasks, hit auto schedule. And then they'll give me a, my initial overview of what I had planned. Most likely, most and most of the time, I'll have uh, too much planned. And so, then things will kind of fall beyond, uh, let's say, uh, the work day. And then that's when I kind of uh, decide what to take off for tomorrow, what to take off the list for tomorrow and uh, postpone it. And then I'll run auto schedule again. And then that will basically have a rough schedule that I'll be following the next day. So when I wake up the next day, I basically do my uh, morning routine and then kick off hitting the list of what I'm going to do and try to follow it as much as possible. But as always, something sometimes uh, plans don't pan out quite the way you have planned them. So maybe there's a a, a new meeting or something, or Harry calls me and, and says, oh, "Okay, let's discuss this." And so, around uh, so throughout the the day, what I'll do is I'll run auto schedule again and see what my what my initial plan turned into. Right? I might start running behind or running ahead on certain things, and auto schedule kind of lets me. See my schedule after I've checked off a couple of stuff, um, see it in and refreshed to see the latest update of my uh, schedule so that I can decide am I running behind? Am I running uh, early? What can I use with the extra time if I'm early? What do I have to give up if I'm late to compensate?
0: Sure. So, the uh, you mentioned this briefly. the the time ruler where you can shift the time of multiple items all at once. I can see that being handy for quickly changing when you are running early or late. And I just want to make sure I I understand this feature correctly. So let's say I've got 10 things on my list and the first one takes twice as long as I I want it to. What I can do is I can select the nine after that and drag them down, you know, an, an hour later to create the buffer that I need and everything just gets automatically bumped down an hour. And then I could do the same same thing. I could move everything up if I wanted to do that and get done a little bit earlier, correct? Exactly. That's correct.
2: To be more precise, it is simply just two gestures there. So the first gesture is um, what we call magic net. So basically uh, on the first task, you swipe to the left and um, not leaving uh, the finger and then uh, swipe to the bottom. So it's... a uh, One-off gesture with the corner, and you can already see that the night tasks are available there, and uh, the time ruler uh, show up on the left. You just shift the edge of the time ruler, which will shift all the night tasks by one hour. So it's as simple as that. The reason we want to make it so simple is because we don't want to spend too much time managing the system. We want to spend more time yeah. doing the real things. And this is one of the main problems that we experienced ourselves uh, with other apps. Sometimes you just take so much time to learn, to try to set up a particular structure, and then uh, every time you make changes, you update the structure again, and then maybe three months after, you just forgot the structure and then it that again. So we really want to make that experience so simple and everyone can get it. Once they um start using it and use like as little time as possible every day or every time using software, just update the plan to what you need, and that's it. And go back to do your real work.
1: So I would say, in addition to scheduling, we uh, one of the philosophies that we have between Harry and me is that uh, scheduling is kind of the first step. The second step is to uh, have something that is. Fluid, So a fluid schedule. because You can actually do scheduling on, let's say, Google Calendar and a lot of calendar services. But the issue is, as Harry mentioned, is if you need to update your schedule to reflect what has happened a- and the current situation, then most of the time you have to either drag each individual event or, or task around or you have to open them. It's, it's a hassle, right? Mm-hmm. And so you won't do it. And then if you don't do it, that means what you're looking at is a a legacy uh, plan. It's no longer what the reality is. And that doesn't help you make better decisions about what you plan to do next. So all these tools that we've built into Sorted, we gave them names, uh, Time Ruler and Magic Mm -hmm. Select and and the Calendar Drawer and our Auto Schedule. It's all ways to help you update your schedule in minimal time like two taps or three taps and a few swipes. And then then you could you could see your current situation. You could even toy around with uh, moving things around and see, okay, what if I do this? Would that work? It's all very visual. And then you could say, okay, instead of uh, doing this, I'm going to do that next. And then I'll just go and pick up my, my daughter before. And that, hey, that works out. That can be my new schedule. Okay, now let's go and... Follow this plan until something else comes up.
0: I like that. And that's one of the things that I think causes people to not use a task management system is the fact that they can make this plan and it can be perfect until the day starts and then it just gets completely blown up. Like as Dwight Eisenhower said, plans are worthless, but planning is everything. <laughs> and so Yeah, I, yeah I, exactly. I, I like the approach, you know, where you make it as simple as possible to modify the plan. What would you say to people who, because uh, a lot of the other approaches, and I know Harry, you mentioned in the the Slack channel where we're we're recording this, that you have some users who use like things, and then they use a workflow to pull in the tasks into Sorted automatically, and then they can manipulate their plan very easily inside of Sorted. But it, it is a a separate application, it doesn't integrate directly with another task manager. This is designed to be your task manager. It sounds like. So what would you say to somebody? Who has been using something like Omnifocus or things or to do, and they are just set on using this system, which they don't even, maybe they don't want to figure out like when they're going to do things they see that as an extra step that is just going to get blown up anyways like how How do you respond to them how, What would you say to convince them to try scheduling their tasks
2: mm, I guess from our uh experience talking to our users, most of the people want something as a scheduler it's just there isn't a good enough um, experience on an app available in the market. And that's why uh, nowadays um, so many people are talking about, um, say, um, plan your day on a calendar or something like schedule uh, instead of writing to do this or something like time blocking, that kind of stuff. So I guess um, the first thing is um, just give it a try because if you don't do it, then you are not going to improve the productivity side because it's more like, for us, looking at productivity is always about improving the workflow, finding a better product, right? So I guess uh, just give it a try. And the other thing actually we, uh, while we are uh, making Sorted, we did some research and actually the idea is not like a new idea. Many influencers or top leaders in the world are already doing this. And say one example, an author uh, called uh, Kevin Cruz actually wrote a book about scheduling. And he also uh, wrote an article on uh, Forbes talking about millionaires don't used to do this. And he explains why scheduling is essential and how to incorporate that um, into their work-life balance. So I guess uh, reading those articles, giving Sorted a try, you may not end up using Sorted, it's okay, but uh, the idea behind like scheduling can be applied uh, universally. And we even wrote some articles in the app uh, to share this idea. So I guess um, it could be quite a good week.
1: Yeah, so I think one of the missions that we have uh, doing this project, at this company, is to promote this idea of scheduling. We know that there are a lot of people who do things differently, and they'll probably have an approach that fit their life better at certain periods, and they have their preferences, and that's all okay. We're offering this uh, this different approach that has been tried that is tried and true, but maybe something that less people know. So that's why we've included a series of um, productivity guides within the app to try to promote and uh, let people understand what scheduling is, what the benefits are, who uses it, how sorted can help you implement this scheduling approach, and then we've made the app uh, a 14 day free trial. So we're doing as much as we can to kind of push this idea out, let people try it and decide for themselves. And we have we're pretty confident that there are a lot of people who are agreeing with us already. So as soon as they download the app, they said they tried for a little bit and they fell in love with us. But we're also pretty sure that you know, some people who don't choose to use us right now, after a little while, they they run into the issues that people run into with their task manager, and then they're going to think about, oh, yeah, there was this uh, other solution called Sorted. Something about scheduling, let's give that a try for real one more time. And that's probably when we'll, we'll
0: hook them in into this philosophy of scheduling. Thanks to Slack for supporting the Productivity Show. Slack is a collaboration hub for whatever type of work you do, whether you are a large corporation or a small remote team like us here at Asian Efficiency. With Slack, communicating with your team is easier and more efficient because the right people are always kept in the loop and the information they need is always at their fingertips. Teamwork on Slack happens in channels, allowing you to organize conversations and information and share them with only the appropriate people, which results in everything being more organized and your conversations staying on topic. When everything you need to work is in one place, it's faster and easier to get things done. With Slack, your team is better connected and more productive. Find out more at slack.com. As someone who cares about your productivity, you have goals and projects that need to get done. You don't have time to waste with processes and systems that are inefficient. And chances are, you are actively looking for ways to streamline the work you do to make it easier to do and more effective. Well, my productive friend, I've got great news for you. Slack allows you to save time by streamlining your team's communication and improves your productivity by bringing everything you need to get your work done into one convenient place. No more searching through mountains of email just to find that one message you need to follow up on, or searching through multiple systems or apps to find a specific piece of information you need to get the job done. With Slack, it's easy to find whatever you're looking for quickly and get on with your work. Don't waste your precious time by trying to find that needle in a digital haystack or switching through multiple tabs and platforms just to keep updated with what's going on at work. Give yourself and your team a productivity kickstart by bringing everything you need into one convenient location. Slack, where work happens. Learn more at slack.com. That's slack.com. Thanks to Slack for supporting the productivity show. I think the philosophy of scheduling is, is really important. Uh, I think it was Patrick Rowan back in the day who said that everything needs to be done within a, a context of, of time. And I think that sort of really makes it easy to see how that applies to how you're going to, uh, the intentionality that you apply to, to uh, towards your day. Uh, I am curious though, because it seems like there are a lot of productivity apps out there so what are the the biggest <laughs> challenges you guys face in I, I guess for lack of a better term you know preaching the scheduling gospel like how do you <laughs> how do you get people on board with the with the ideas when it, it's a pretty crowded landscape
2: being a crowded space is by itself uh, the challenge the reason is uh When we first launched uh, Sorted, some of our early adopters already uh, got hooked uh, to the idea of uh, scheduling. Since the early version uh, might not have uh, all the features available, and uh, from then on, uh, we kept uh, getting uh, user requests, feature requests on, okay, I want to add this, I want to add that, Uh, I think you might be doing something like this or that based on their experiences with other existing apps on the market. So let's say, okay, one uh, request right now is about sending an email to the task manager. Seems like this is one of the features uh, from some of the popular apps in the market. And since we uh, have users coming from all different apps uh, available, and they will try to um, pitch to us, okay, this is something you need to do. and we have a lot of features like that. And obviously, we, we need to prioritize. And this is the biggest challenge because um, every company or even every person uh, has limited time. Time is precious. And we need to prioritize so that all the users can get uh, the most out of it. Right now, even uh, in our uh, Slack group, in the Dojo Slack group, there are some users asking uh, whether there will be a map app. And seems like Mac app would be uh, a big companion to many users. And uh, we need to make the decision to focus on pushing the Map app, uh, where we are really hard working on already. But in that case, that also means we need to postpone some of uh, the other features. Yeah, so that's the challenge we face every day, especially when we just launched, we got like, A lot of uh, inquiries and literally whole day long, we just answer emails and then we keep telling people, okay, this is our priority. This is why. (laughs) That kind of thing. So I I agree there are a lot of there
1: are a lot of uh, apps out there, different methodologies that are being preached out there. Uh, And so I think our strategy to try to get to spread this uh, concept of scheduling is uh, a multifold. One is produce a really good app, something that is fun to use. And then two is to, uh, well, we're still working on it, fill out the, any gaps that people have, such as having a Mac app, having something on their desktop. Three is to make it really easy to, uh, to schedule their day, hence uh, auto-schedule two taps and you have an initial schedule. We added in the, the in-app guides to help spread this concept. So I think a lot of uh, productivity apps don't really... You download it, and you kind of have to read another book or or get the concept somewhere else before you can really, really start using the app. We try to bundle that in in, with our in-app guides to help uh, people get started. Of course, with all that done, we still need a lot of people to help us uh, spread this concept, such as your show, you know, to help us uh, bring this concept to people's attention and let them decide for themselves whether this is for them or not, and we think from the value we've gotten out of sorted for ourselves, we're pretty confident that we'll have we'll be able to get quite a number of uh, people on board and benefit from scheduling whether they end up deciding to use sorted or not
0: yeah well your your timing for the the Mac app is interesting because as we record this Mac, Apple's about to release mac os mojave i believe is how you say it and they've announced that they're adding some sort of feature you guys are developers you probably know more about it than i do to easily port ios apps to the mac uh and so that that's interesting if for, for people who just need you know access to the calendar when they're they're on the mac i'm sure if you're really going to go in and make a really polished mac app something like that is not going to be uh, super easy and then you've, you've got that balance again between do we want to deliver like a truly native (laughs) Mac experience or do we build out the the features that are are most important, which kind of ties into one of the biggest productivity lessons that you guys learned. Uh, It sounds like this is kind of an ongoing struggle, but I'll I'll let you speak to this since you put it in the document.
2: I guess uh, first of all, we need to uh, clarify a little bit for Apple. This year we'll be having uh, this version. Uh, You say correctly, Mac OS uh, Mojave. However, the cross-platform framework that uh, allows you to simply build uh, the Mac app with the iOS app code base is not <laughs> yep. available yet. Right. <laughs> so uh, it will be at least next year. And this year, the change is mainly on uh, the performance side. And uh, also on the Mac app, it will be the dark mode, but not much about like the underlying technology. So... For us, we basically have no choice because uh, we want to roll out the Mac app early. We don't want to wait until next year to start building the Mac app. So we are going uh, native again, like building the iOS app. We are not using um, the hybrid kind of technology to put like HTML together into an app. We are doing it uh, with uh, the native technology. The good thing about this is uh, we can try to push the boundary, like get to the far most uh, as we can get to leverage all the good things about the native uh, iOS and macOS system. And uh, this is especially important uh, when we try to build the best uh, UI UX uh, app with uh, those animations, the smoothness, uh, going through different days or different reels in the app, yeah. So for the Mac OS app, to answer your question, this will be a native Mac app.
1: Gotcha. There are also unanswered questions regarding that special integration from Apple for iOS apps, such as, well, how how native is it? Uh, what <laughs> right. are the limitations? Beginning uh, at the beginning, right? What will the UX really feel like? Because uh, they they already mentioned that it's not just a direct port. So you're not going to have a simulator running running an iPhone app, but something a little bit more integrated. But we don't know what that level is yet. And they're probably going to refine it after Mojave is released. So by the time we get it as third-party developers, there will be even more variables uh, out there. I think it's a safe hedge to kind of start on on macOS, which is a developed technology and continue away way uh, with this development, get, get Sorted3 of out to people before uh, next year, hopefully. And then at worst case, by the time Apple releases this uh, integration, then we could revisit again and see, well, is it good enough for what we want? If it is, then we can decide to merge back the code base and, and basically run it off uh, one, uh, one code base. That would make it a lot easier for us to maintain but uh, not at the trade-off of um, delivering a good user experience, because I think that will take away from our, our mission of, uh, you know, reducing all the barriers as possible to, to get to push this scheduling focused
0: routine out to people. Yep, totally makes sense. The the simplest solution is the the best solution, except when you have to make trade-offs that you're not comfortable with, like you said, men- providing a truly native experience. Uh, I'm curious, though. You know, you, you mentioned in the document your biggest productivity lesson is, uh, and it's the 80/20 principle. How does that apply to choosing which features to uh, to include in the app and and which things to pursue? Because I, I think with the state of technology changing as quickly as it is, uh, especially in the Apple ecosystem where your where your apps are are designed, uh, you could always find like, oh, it'd be great to add this one additional feature, and then not end up shipping anything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. I think uh, we go through a lot of discussions. Uh, I think every single feature that we add, we've added, we've discussed it at length, either between myself and Harry, or with our uh, community of beta testers. And most of the time, any kind of feature that we add uh, doesn't the idea of the initial feature that we have doesn't quite is not quite what we end up implementing. So, for example, auto schedule. Came from probably five different requests, uh, very different requests for various things, to um, such as AI trying to schedule something for you, uh, habits for you, or having tasks kind of automatically do uh, do not overlap each other, and a lot of different requests coming in, and and then we process those requests, uh, discuss with Harry, and then we probably have uh, debates over it for for a little while then debates over it on on our slack channel with our beta testers until you know something clicks and and we're like okay well you know what if we offer something like this auto schedule then that resolves quite a few different requests in a very clean and well packaged manner and it's something that is still not a black box quite easy to understand so people can trace what they're doing so that's kind of how we, we do things. I'm not sure if uh, we could say that's 80-20. Maybe it is. We're trying, what we're trying to do is uh, digest each feature down to the, the 20% that makes the 80% of the impact. As opposed to just dumping lots of features into our app and, and making it bloatware. And that's one thing that I think both Harry and I fear the most. We're, we're obsessed with trying to uh, not become bloatware. I
0: like it. Or we paranoid, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So w- <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned the auto, uh, auto schedule example coming from like five different feature requests. Was there anything that you cut from the app that you were like, oh, man, this thing is really awesome, but it just doesn't contribute to the overall user experience? This isn't part of the 20% that provides 80% of the value?
1: Wow, well, we actually dropped so many uh, different ideas along the way that... Actually, it's, it's a little bit difficult to, to just remember what we dropped. So there, <laughs> it's, it's there wasn't, like,
0: there wasn't any, anything that was kind of like a, a, a pet feature where, because I know we're going to talk a little bit about how you guys work together. And I'm sure like, there's some give and take there. Was there anything that you know, one of you was like, I really would love to see this in here, but then you talk through it and you're like, yeah, I guess you're right. That doesn't really fit.
2: <laughs> I guess uh, one interesting example would be how we um, handle moving tasks to a different date so basically other than uh, selecting some tasks and uh, shifting the time altogether you can also move uh, the selected tasks say to tomorrow in previous version we didn't have a concept of any time so everything must have a time and uh, when you move them to the other day it will literally keep the time for you like it was 10 a.m this morning when i moved them to tomorrow it would Be also 10 a.m. tomorrow and uh, in the early days of um, the current version sort 3 since we know we knew that uh, we will add we would add this uh, anytime feature and uh, we thought that this is quite a good workflow where if you move something to tomorrow probably you will reschedule them because um, tomorrow doesn't look like the same as today probably so we just uh, move that to tomorrow and set it to anytime but then after lots of discussions between two of us and then also gathering some feedback from our families and also our users, there are some scenarios that I really wanted just to uh, keep the time because that period of time is the only available time during every day. After like maybe a couple months, we decided to add this feature back, but still keep uh, the anytime idea. So nowadays... um when you see select uh, the task to move to tomorrow, if you non-press the date of tomorrow, it will uh, give you the two options, set it to any time or set or keep it with the original uh, scheduled time. And yeah, this is something like we have been discussing for a long while and uh, end up doing. So I guess um, this is quite a good example in general, but we do have many examples, uh, maybe smaller one, or maybe even on the technical side or the backhand side like this.
0: Gotcha. So any, uh, obviously, you, you guys, this is the, the third version of the, the app, and uh, you've been working together for a while, and I like a lot of the the customizations and the things that you've you've added, like the example you just shared, Harry, where you've kind of hidden it under a, a, a long press, or uh, I believe you said, um, where it's those, Thoughtfully considered details where if you really want to find it, like it's there, but it's not going to clutter the interface. Uh, so it sounds like you guys have a pretty, pretty solidified vision. You want to keep this thing minimalistic and you've been working together for a while. How do you work together effectively? Any, any tips for, for people who are working with a, a partner or a small team? So I think part of it is we've built
1: up quite a bit of trust with each other. And that allows us to discuss things very openly. And have our different opinions. And, and, but still the discussions are very objective. We're not afraid to bring up our, our angles on stuff. And try to stand up for you know, ideas. We're also not afraid to say, okay, you're right. That idea was, uh, has a lot of holes in it. It's uh, maybe not so good. I understand your, your point of view. Let's drop it. Right? Uh, so I think that actually allows us to be very open with each other. And really, uh, you know, drill down into various issues that, that we face. Another thing that I think benefits us a lot is we we're both very open to um, chatting with uh, our customers, either on Slack, sometimes uh, through Skype, if that helps, and answering emails. And so I think that brings us closer to the pain points of our our users. And then we each, you know, as a kind of ambassador of of that user will bring up points to the discussion that we have and say, okay, this user is facing this issue. Uh, What are you thinking? Uh, What do you think about it? And then we'll give our honest opinion, log it down and then consolidate it and see how, you know, and we'll we'll work together to prioritize saying, is this something we need to do right now? Uh, Or can we let it brew a little bit in our minds? Sometimes, you know, it's not the best solutions don't come out right away. It takes a little bit of time to brew and we try to get back to our users and say, okay, give us a little bit of time. And then we actually do brew over those ideas. This kind of open discussion and this willingness to talk about things, not be worried about how we're going to implement it and what it'll cost us to implement it, but rather, does it fit in the philosophy of of Sorted? If it does, how should we implement it? And then when are we going to implement it? I think that has uh, has been basically the way we we've learned to work with each other through a bit of time.
2: Yeah, and by the way, uh, since we are a remote team, we also use uh, Zoom a lot to chat and also share our screens um, to do pair programming. We believe that somehow a more direct way of communication is essential. If I try to like hide something or being like hesitate to talk about something, over a call would be hard to convey the message. So we really need to be more straightforward, more direct. And of course, that depends on the trust uh, that we build up from the beginning. So I guess um, this is how we are working together uh, so far.
1: So Zoom, although most of the time we're working remotely, we are both in Hong Kong. So uh, we try to get together every once in a while, at least once every week to... uh, see each other, have lunch, and then discuss uh, various topics in person. So I think that is nice. We are working with some uh, other people who are like, such as our illustrator and our, our content writer, they are uh, abroad. So I think what Harriet has already mentioned, this uh, openness and this insistence to, to be uh, open yet and allowing us to be vulnerable, to be fallible, is important because uh we want everyone to say what's on their mind we don't want them to feel like they'll ever get punished for for you know bringing any issues up and uh one of the best ways i think is to just show it and say hey we're all human right uh we are trying we have this mission that we're trying to push trying to get people to learn more about scheduling we'll do our best sometimes we'll make mistakes sometimes there'll be there'll be setbacks But that's okay. As long as you bring it up, we can discuss it, and we could see how we can help each other uh, move this forward. So that's basically our
0: culture, our 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 philosophy right there. Nice, the the sordid company culture. I like it, (laughs) Uh, and I like the ability. Specifically, one of the things you called out there was that people are going to make mistakes, and that's okay, Uh, because. I imagine success on the App Store is not a straight line. <laughs> uh, Definitely. And I'm curious, you know, for somebody who's listening to this and maybe they've got some interest in Swift programming or something and they see Sorted and they're like, hey, that, that looks awesome. I want to try my hand at this, uh, but I really have no idea where to start. Uh, what advice would you give to to somebody who's got a crazy idea like this but no idea how to actually achieve it? I think prepare yourself so for
1: example read a book called lean startup it's almost like a Bible for for learning how to do a startup it has a lot of value concepts in there to prepare you I think you also have to think deeply about whether your crazy idea has uh, value to bring to the world you might not come up with the answer right away neither did we or at least a very clean uh, cut answer but uh, if you have a gut feeling that there's something there, there's something truly valuable that uh, your idea can bring, then yes, but you need to have that, at least have that feeling first. If not, then you need to keep drilling down until you find it. Arrange a safety net for yourself, both financially. So if you're going to jump in on deep end, well, how long can you safely survive for without your day job? If not, then can you do it as kind of a part-time thing, a weekend project away from your day job? think about how you might exit whether it's uh, for the good or for bad so yes we might think of exit as uh, selling your company or 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 stuff like that uh, going public or something but what happens on the other end uh, if it turns out the project didn't pan out right how are you going to transition back to a career or what you're going to do next i think once you have that safety net then you you can be a lot more focused a lot more brave in what you decide to do. And without it, it's, it's going to, I would I would think it's going to be terrifying and that can help you. That, that can be the right mindset for you to be in when you're, you know, trying to create uh, a new business. Also decide whether that idea is something you're passionate about. Sometimes we have crazy ideas and they're kind of just ideas, but they're not anything you're passionate about. And that makes it hard. I think uh, a startup, well, as if I can quote Elon Musk is like staring at an abyss and chewing glass. So there'll be really tough times. And if you're not passionate about that thing that you're working on, it'll be very hard to pass those times. And I've personally uh, experienced that before. I'm, I'm pretty sure Harry did as well with his various startups. And then lastly is, are you willing to get your hands dirty to achieve your goal? Right. Uh, are you willing to, if necessary, learn about coding or at least learn enough that you can discuss with your team if you're not a coder? Are you willing to try to work on marketing uh, or understand it or find a person who can help you if you're not comfortable with marketing, right? Are you willing to talk with customers if you're not very good at talking with people? What are you willing to do to get your, uh, achieve your, this dream of yours, this idea of yours? If uh, if it's not much, then you might not be that passionate about it. Then I I would have to think heavily mm-hmm. before this. Make sure it's something that you really want to commit into, or else it's it's uh it's going to be a lot of heartache. I think.
2: So these are are uh, more on the idea side. Be uh, on a pragmatic uh, side. One thing everyone can do is to join uh, some meetup groups uh, in their local cities. There must be some meetup groups already. People know something about coding or marketing or sales or uh, different areas. Find the groups that uh, you might be interested in. Just go there, talk to people. But most importantly, ask good questions and then let people uh, share their experiences. After doing this kind of um, meetups for a few times, you may be able to get an idea of how that looks like. And also ask them what kind of resources or references you can go after, then read them and get your hands on. This is always true for learning a new thing or getting into a new area of knowledge.
1: One more thing to add, find good people to work with. <laughs> I think I've learned enough through my various lessons to know that, you know, if you work with the wrong people, it's uh, things won't work out and it's hard and it's a lot of heart uh, heartache uh, if you go that route. It took a while for, you know, to for Harry and I to mesh, but that period of time was well worth it, right? It wasn't like click right away, but then, you know, we had our difference of opinion, but we worked that out and we were truthful and with each other and we built up a trust. And that is probably the most valuable thing, uh, I think,
0: to me within this company. Nice. Yeah, I, I like that. The emphasis on um, being the, being around the right people, uh, the emphasis on the community, I think that's really important. Uh, I, that's one of the reasons we, we started the, the dojo. You're not going to learn how to code in the dojo, but you are going to find mm-hmm. a bunch of other productivity nerds, like-minded achievers. You know, people like Harry who are doing awesome things. Leo, we got to get you in there too, I think. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing. So other than uh, the dojo, Harry, uh, because I know you're you're a dojo member, so people can connect with you there. Any other places yep. that you want to send people for more information or other social media channels where they can connect with you to learn more about Sorted and what you're up to?
2: Uh, I think <laughs> one of the major channels would be our website, staysorted.com. The other channel would be Twitter stay underscore sorted because uh, we try to post some articles there and also share some of our latest news. These are also good channels for people to connect with us. We usually check every message that's sent in. Right now, we have uh, Twitter accounts, the email, the Slack group, and uh, App Store review, all this stuff. And we try to read all of them and reply it from either of us feel free to just send us a message, feature requests, but reports, yeah, we will read all of them, reply them and get our hands on to are on uh, the best experience that we can make.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys, for being on the, the show today. Really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thank you very much.
0: Thank you very much for having us. If you need a little help getting your life sorted, you're not alone. We know how frustrating it can be when you're overwhelmed. And we know what it's like to have too much to do and not enough time to do it in. But the good news is you don't have to stay there. We've helped over 13,000 people make time for what's important to them and take consistent action on their goals. If you're tired of never having enough time, you feel stuck, or you need a little help defeating the obstacles that stand between you and your ideal future, take a couple of minutes and complete our online productivity quiz. In just a couple minutes of your time, you can get a personalized plan to help you get unstuck and on your way to achieving success without the stress. To take the quiz, just go to theproductivityshow.com slash quiz. Again, that URL is theproductivityshow.com slash quiz. It's only going to take a couple minutes of your time and you'll get results which will show you the biggest areas for improvement, as well as deliver several curated resources to help you overcome the resistance that is keeping you from achieving your full potential. You can also find links to everything we discussed today in the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com slash 216. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us an iTunes review or a star in Overcast. The show is on Twitter as productivityfm. And if you want to get your questions answered or get mentioned on the show, you can send us a tweet with the hashtag AskTPS. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next Productive Monday.